This is Robert Murdlachi, Chief Digital Publisher of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. This podcast is brought to you by C21 Canada, Canadians for 21st Century Learning and Innovation. I'm honored to have joined me this afternoon for a Mindshare Learning Moment, Thomas C. Murray. Tom serves as the Director of Innovation for Future Ready Schools, a project of the Alliance for Excellent Education located in Washington, D.C. He has testified before the United States Congress and works alongside that body and the U.S. Senate, the White House, the United States Department of Education, and State Departments of Education, corporations, and school districts around the country to implement student-centered personalized learning while helping to lead future-ready schools and digital learning day. Murray's service as a regular conference keynote was named one of the 20 to watch by NSBA and the National Global EdTech Leader of the Year. In 2018, the Education Thought Leader of the Year in 2017 and the Education Policy Person of the Year by the Academy of Arts and Sciences in 2015. His best-selling book, Learning Transformed, was released in 2017 with ASCD. You can connect with him at thomasmurraycmurray.com or at thomascmurray on Twitter. Thank you for joining me this afternoon, Tom. And I have to say, I predicted you would be a bestseller when we first talked after the book launched. I was so impressed. Hey, Robert, it is awesome to be with you here, my friend. And yes, you did. You make that prediction when we first launched. And uh, Eric and I have been very blessed. And, and uh, the response to Learning Transformed has been tremendous around the world, as we've heard from school leaders, um, truly globally, in terms of the impact that it's had from research to practice and supporting the great working that our educators that are doing around the world uh, on a daily basis, working their hearts out for kids. So it's great to be with you today. Thank you for that. And, and so tell me, since we, it's, it's about a year since we connected, uh, I think perhaps it was Ednet. What, uh, how's the, the roadshow been, the, the, the response to the book? Uh, what's, what's new and exciting in, in, your, in the world of Tom C. Murray? <laughs> so things are good. I tell you, first and foremost, um, is my family, you know, and, and regardless of anything we do in education, I always try and put them at the front and center, especially my two little ones. Um, little girl is now eight sitting in a second grade classroom today in Pennsylvania. My little boy, he's uh, almost five. And, you know, I, I share that first and foremost, because they're, they're truly my why. They're why I do what I do. And when I look into their eyes, and I see their growth and, and, and their world ahead, you know, my little boy, who will enter kindergarten, not the this coming year, but the following year, he's projected, he'll be the class of 2032, the high school class of wow. 2032. And when you start to think about like, what is their world going to look like? You know, if he goes to a four-year school, a big if, that's 2036. Like what's the work world going to work for them? So kind of get back for your question. That's answering my why, but things are good. Things are busy. I'm uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to ever slow down, to be honest, but I'll tell you, I love what I do. And what I do is getting to connect with amazing educators around the world, see their insights, see their hearts for kids, help them change, help celebrate some of the successes they have, and also help them work through some of the unique challenges that we have in different countries and different spots and in different locations. So uh, feeling blessed, that's for sure. Very cool. And congratulations on hitting the, the bestseller list. Well, we appreciate that. Eric and I are proud of that. ASCD only has a couple a year, typically one or two. And we're proud to see Learning Transformed on that just in the past few weeks. 
Well, you know, I had the opportunity to catch one of your keynotes at one of the many conferences we attend uh, throughout North America. And I was so impressed with your, your vision and passion for, for transformation in education. And, you know, we did a hard pivot recently. As you know, we launched Canada's first small-located co-working innovation center for startup small business and education. Just yesterday, we hosted... 32 education leaders from the Peel District School Board for an innovation uh, workshop. And, uh, you know, it's it, the environment to me is, you know, standard practice. I'm here every day, but the folks coming in who aren't accustomed to seeing modern learning and work environments, they were just blown away. And, and really, it has to start from the inside out, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It does. You know, I also look at it as a moral imperative. You know, when we take a look, let me, let me hit this from a few different ways. Sure. When we take a, when we take a look at the outside world, outside of our school walls, what's occurring there, what's occurring globally, what's happening with things like, like trade per se, what's happening in, in our workforce. And one of the areas that Eric and I wrote about is this notion of the fourth industrial revolution, you know, where with automation and robotics right. and that changing world of work, what does that mean for our kids moving forward? If part of our roles as school leaders is to prepare our kids for their world moving forward, well, we have to project and start to predict or at least think about what their world is going to look like moving forward and then backpedal that or backwards design that and to say, okay, well, what are the types of skills that our kids need when they leave us? What are the types of experiences and, and learning experiences that they need? And I can tell you what it's not. It's not the simple stand and deliver. You listen and you regurgitate. We're going to sit in roles the whole time. You're going to regurgitate it back to me. We'll call it a grade eventually a course and eventually graduation. You look at evity, any evidence, any research on just that, that very traditional stand and deliver 95% of the time methodology, kids don't remember things for, for very long at all. And it's why we often, you know, how come they, they got it in the first quarter and now they're clueless when they take the final. We've got to change that methodology because it shows from research and an evidence end that it just doesn't work long term. But number two, our kids need more than that. The, the gone are the days of just replicating the same job over and over in that factory set, setting. You know, robots are doing that at a far faster rates than we can. So we need kids to be able to think critically, to be able to design, to be able to, when they're, when they're thinking on the spot, to have make ethical decisions, the humanistic side of things. And the, the positive is I travel the world and I get to work with educators. We see this happening. This is not a thing that schools aren't doing. This is a schools that, yes, schools need some, some support in this. And yes, schools are at different spots at a continuum. But the positives are the great things that are happening in the schools across, our, across my country here in the U.S your country there in Canada, and let's help them share those stories out as well. On that note, you know, I, I uh, shared last year at our EdTech Summit that I was, uh, I was exhausted talking about pockets of innovation, and let's, let's get beyond that. And hence, this year's ninth Canadian EdTech Leadership Summit, our theme is uh, reimagining sustainable learning environments. And I'm thrilled to announce in this podcast that uh, – Thomas C. Murray will be our uh, opening keynote. So thank you so much for, for uh, making yourself available. We're, we're really blessed to have you coming up to Canada and want to make sure you have a valid passport. Uh, you know, one of the little details, <laughs> it'd be a barrier. It was to me when I was going on my, I think it was my 20th anniversary to Vegas with my wife and I arrived at the airport with a 
outdated passport. That, yeah, that's that is not a way to start an anniversary trip. That's for sure. But my passport is up to date. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you might want to just try that one the next yeah, year and do that one right. over again. I think we, we did it successfully uh, but, uh, after that. Yeah. My passport is up to date and I am fired up to come up to you, you know, and I've got to tell you, just hearing the theme of the conference on reimagining sustainable learning environments, that's phenomenal. And and that's not just, let's just think of some idea, some fluff, stick it in there. Let's grab the hottest, latest trend. That's a moral imperative to create these sustainable environments for kids to reimagine what's possible for them. That's our job as school leaders. And how do we continue to evolve with the world on the outside of our worlds to give them those experiences? And I'm so excited to be up there in Canada with all my friends up there to, to my north. Yeah, well, and we're looking forward to hosting you. And uh, I, I just, I, you know, it's never been a more exciting time to be in education. I, I was meeting with a principal recently who's, by the way, they, they won our Classroom of the Future Challenge, which really inspired them to, to want to pivot. And uh, so I, um, I went to visit him recently, two years later. I walked into his office. And I felt like I was in an IKEA, Ikea showroom. And he, uh, he transformed his entire office, again, from the inside out. And it made a statement. You didn't spend a lot of money. He had a nice white you know, glass desk, some nice prints on the wall. And, and it just really modernized the traditional principal's office. And, and it really makes a statement. Yeah. And you know what else it does? It's a model for the rest of the building, right. you know, as a, as a leader. And one of the things I'll hit when I come up there in Canada, it's, it's work that I do every day across the U.S. and truly throughout the world when working with school leaders is how do they model the desired outcomes? It's real easy to stand in your office. And I was a principal for a number of years. So I, I, I know how, the, how easy this could have been to kind of bark out those orders and tell everybody else what they have to do, kind of that boss mentality. But that doesn't change anything. They're just waiting to count till the next person arrives and they can finally have some change that they might want when that's the case. And in a principal in an environment like that is modeling the way. If he's going to ask his teachers to change things in their classroom, he's going to model that by saying, well, I'm going to do the same in my office. And I can I can almost bet that part of his conversation was, you know, I don't want my principal's office to be some big, scary dungeon that a kid has to do the gauntlet walk down to the get to get to come to see me. I want it to be a place for problem solving, for collaboration because that's what he's modeling for his teachers. And, you know, the work that we do, whether it's through Learning Transformed or nationally here in the United States through Future Ready School, the foundation of it is leadership and school culture. And it sounds like he's modeling the way with that. Yeah, well, and that's exactly it. And, uh, and it's, it's a matter of, you know, sharing the story and, and telling the story. And you're a storyteller of sorts, aren't you? Absolutely. You know, one of the other pieces I'd love to just share there related to leadership, because sometimes you can listen to a podcast like this, and I've referenced leadership a few times. And if you're a teacher listening to a podcast and your mindset is that, oh, well, he's talking about my principal or, oh, he's talking about our head of schools or our superintendent or whatever the regional might might call them in different areas, it that's a mindset issue in the sense of when we talk about leaders, it's leader by action. And here's what I mean by that. No matter what country we're working in, no matter what school district or head of school I might be working with, we've seen titles don't lead to effective change. And here's what I mean. Just because you've got superintendent or principal or whatever the title might be after your name doesn't make you an effective leader. 
I'll flip that conversation and say this. Some of the greatest school leaders I've ever worked with in my career, and I've worked with literally tens of thousands of educators now, are that fourth grade teacher that's running through walls for kids every single day, or that support staff member that's breaking down the walls of that school and being a backbone, even though on the flow chart of employment, they're at one of the lowest levels. They're an amazing school leader for kids. So when we reference leadership and we reference things about transforming our schools, every single one of us plays a part. It's not just the person in the big office at the front of the school. It's every one of us as adults has the opportunity to transform those experiences for kids. And and I must share on that note, uh, I've interviewed uh, Robin Sharma as a, a leadership theorist who has a book uh, entitled The Leader with No Title. And it speaks to exactly what you're talking about. And I often talk about teacher leaders. And so when we highlight the fact that our summit is uh, an EdTech Leadership Summit. It's not restricted to just leaders. I mean, it's anyone who has uh, a leadership uh, philosophy or mindset is is what we're really emphasizing that you know you don't need a title to be a leader. And I tell that to, I tell that to my three uh, kids all the time. How about it? And Learning Transformed, we contrast the two between, I was talking before about leader by title, LBT, versus leader by action, LBAs. And, you know, you can be that leader by action in any position that you in, you're in working for a school system. And so the encouragement there is to, to implement the change that you can make at your level, regardless what that may be, because our kids need that and deserve that. Let's look at an example. I'm a, a district in a, you know, mid-sized district in a small town in, in Saskatchewan, and I want to start pivoting, transforming. We haven't been making it happen. You know, what's the, let's a sneak peek at the, your keynote. What's the first step in the process to go down this journey of uh, transformation? Great question. And so what I'll say there is we are in the people business and it's our job to to empower the people around us. It's our job as leaders to make those around us better. One of the areas, and I'm not sure who said it, but there's some quote out there about, you know, your your influence will be felt when you leave and kind of to see how long it can stay will show the effectiveness of your leadership. And so part of it is how do we empower people? This isn't about mandates. This is about motivation. This isn't about, you know, everybody has to have a Chromebook. You all have have to use Google Apps. Okay, now let's pat ourselves in the back because we're all digital. Because here's the bottom line. We've got to focus on high quality learning all the time. And here's what I mean. You could be, it's easy to come to, and I'm excited to come to this conference. This is a great conference from everything I've ever seen online. But it's easy to come to any sort of conference that has an ed tech flair to it, get super excited about tools and apps and those things. And that absolutely plays a role. But here's the reality of it. You can be 100% digital, using technology 100% of the time, everything's online, and theoretically, all low-level learning. Flip side to that, you can use technology in different ways to unleash the genius in kids, to do high-level pieces. And so to give a piece to that, and certainly something I'll hit in virtually every keynote that I talk about, when talking about ed tech, when we're using something like a Chromebook, that Chromebook can simply be a digital worksheet storage hub, or it can be a pathway to unleash genius. You know, how are you using that device in your classroom? One of the ways to contrast that is the type of use between active use, where kids are exploring right. and designing and creating, 
and consumption-based use, which is more of a, I'm taking it in, I'm consuming, I'm, you know, I'm watching something, I'm watching a, a video, I'm reading a static web page. And not that those things are inherently bad. We just have to recognize what they are. They're low level. The, um, if there's one document in the US that I would tell you to look at, that would yeah. be worth your time. I would say, check out the national ed tech plan for the United States. The reason that it's so right. good is because it's by practitioners doing the work that get it. So it's not some high-level policy document of people that have never been there and done it. It's written by practitioners. And they contrast what's been coined. You know, we've we've talked about um, the digital divide for probably 20 years now. Sure. You know, and it's I don't mean and I don't say that in a way to minimize it. They coin it the digital use divide, meaning that's even a larger um, issue here, at least in the United States now, in terms of, you know, we can have the same devices, the same connectivity, the same software and curriculum type things available on two different sides of the hallway. And in one classroom, it's worth every penny. It's giving kids amazing experiences. And in the other classroom, it's essentially a total waste of money. Right. And so how it's being used is what's most important. So sometimes I think, yeah. Robert, sometimes I think we get caught celebrating things that aren't the most important, meaning, you know, like I'm completely paperless. Right. Everything that I've ever done right. is digital. And at the end of the day, I almost want to say like, so what? Right. Because if it's not focused on learning and it's low level, we can be celebrating right. the wrong things. But one of the things I'll dive into is what actually works. What does research show actually works from that creation and that design? And what does it actually look like in practicalities? So it's not going to be a keynote on just theory and high level. It's also going to say, let, let's take a look at what this actually looks like in schools, in the hands of kids. And that's what I'm most excited and, to share. And thank you for that. And, and we're fortunate to travel North America wide internationally and see some amazing examples of, you know, design thinking from a classroom school design perspective, which is super important as well. It, there's a lot of moving parts and you can't just focus on one thing. It can't be just ed tech or it cannot be just the curriculum. It's got to be a total package, if you will. Yeah. And one other piece I'll add to that, um, actually two things, if I could, you know, I will hit that. And one of the things that I love about your theme is that it is very deep and all encompassing. This isn't just a, like, let's use ed tech type theme. This is very much how do the, how do the learning spaces take right. part in that? And I'll share some of those aspects of what does that look like? What about involving our community and when kids go home and what if they're taking their devices home, but don't have internet access at home, then what? And now we're, now we can be putting them in really bad spots. And so hitting some of those areas like community involvement, um, some, how do we leverage technology effectively? What about the professional learning side? How do we own that? What actually works? So we'll dive into some of those pieces I'm super excited about. But if I could give one more snapshot and truly the foundation of what's most important, it's this. It's one word. It's relationships. And it's never losing sight of why we do what we do. And our main role as educators is about loving and caring about kids. And truly everything else we do is secondary to that. And so we'll bring it home truly with bringing it back to why we do what we do. And this is about the children that we serve. The work we do is not about us. It's those kids that we have the privilege and the honor to serve them on a daily basis. And that's our why and why we do what we do. With that, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Tom. I'm so, so looking forward to hosting you in, in Toronto in, this fall, October 11th, for the ninth Canadian EdTech Leadership Summit, Reimagining Sustainable Learning Environments. Hey, and I'm looking forward to be with you all. I will see you all in Canada real soon. That was Thomas C. Murray, Director of Innovation for Future Ready Schools, a project of the Alliance for Excellent Education and award-winning 
author. My name is Robert Merglacci, the Mindshare Learning Report. And until next time, keep the learning curve steep.